Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Soccer City, right here on your home for Louisville City FC, ESPN 680-1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. We here at Soccer City Radio would like to extend our deepest, most heartfelt congratulations to Andy Sweeney, for completing what is arguably the height of his career here at ESPN Louisville, and that is being the lead-in to Soccer City Radio for the final time. Congratulations, Andy. I know it's been the honor of a lifetime to lead us in every Thursday at 6 o'clock. We appreciate you. The great opening act. That's right. A great opening act, and what an opening act he was. Jeff Milby, Benton Newman, Soccer City Radio, every Thursday at 6 o'clock on these stations, ESPN 680 and 1057. And the sensational Spencer Brown is our producer tonight. We appreciate him so much. We have an action-packed show. Soccer is still busy, busy right now with the World Cup in play. And Lou City is back. They are coming off of arguably their best performance of the season in front of the biggest crowd of the season with a 2 to nothing win last week over Indy 11. What changed for them, and can they make it a consistent change? We'll get into that on today's show. Racing Louisville, they're in action this weekend in the Challenge Cup. They've already clinched their berth in the semifinal. Will they win their group? That's the question for them this them this weekend at Kansas City. And we have a terrific, terrific guest tonight on Soccer City. Loose City editorial intern Chris Mattingly. You may know him from his coverage of local high school soccer. He's going to call in at 620 and give us the lay of the land on both local high school soccer. The Loose City Academy will probably pick his brain about some Loose City stuff as well. So stick around for that. His first ever radio segment, an up-and-comer in the media business. We're happy to give him a little a little shout. A debut. A debut. Cap. That's exactly right. He's going to be capped. Cap tied to Soccer City Radio uh, for Chris coming up at 620. Uh Multiple games to talk about the, both this weekend and next week. That's when Louisville City returns home next Wednesday night. They're on the road tomorrow night at Tulsa. Next Wednesday night, they return home to face the Charleston Battery, lucity.com slash tickets, or 502 City. But the big one that we're really looking forward to, it's still a couple of weeks away, but there are lots of opportunities to get good seats for this game. It's the Fill the Fam game for Racing Louisville, August 19th. That's a Saturday night at 7.30 against Angel City. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets are 502-LUCITY is the phone number. And right now, Benton, if there, if anybody's out there listening and they want to come out and be a part of a record crowd for Racing Louisville, literally right now is the time to do it because Racing is putting on their flash sale on social media, 
$5 tickets, $5.02 tickets if you want to be specific. $5.02, $5.02 tickets right now. If you go to RacingLouFC.com or any of Racing Louisville social media pages, you'll find the link. I want to see 10,000 people at that game, 10,000 plus. I mean, these, these women deserve it. We're going to have, we, have, we have World Cup stars on our team. Stars at the global stage right here in town. That's exactly right, and that's where we're going to start today's show at the World Cup. Racing Louisville continues to show out at the World Cup. Four of the six racing players who made it to the World Cup are on to the knockout stages, and racing continues to be one of the leading clubs in terms of goal-scoring production at the tournament. So many breakout stars for Racing Louisville. All of the Racing Louisville players really have contributed to their national teams in this World Cup. Back home, Paige Monahan of Racing Louisville, she talked to reporters today about how much fun it's been to watch her teammates go perform on the world stage. You know, we keep laughing in the locker room and we're like, wow, racing like racing Louisville is the World Cup because our players are just completely popping off, you know, scoring goals, um, playing great, impacting every game they play in. And we're just so proud of them. And yeah, of course, I've catched games. Um, unfortunately, we sometimes see the result, but also it's really cool to wake up to be like, oh, my gosh, Wong scored, Tembi scored, you know, Sav starting, you know, Ari scored a freaking hack trick with her first appearance. So, yeah, it's just been so amazing. We're just so proud of them. And really, they deserve all the attention, the love. And we keep texting them and we're like, we're just so excited for you guys. And we'll be waiting for you for whenever you come back. Paige Monahan there. Racing is the World Cup. That's what she had to say. Hard to argue. Hard I mean, to argue right now. Find the lie. I can't find a lie in that statement. Racing is the World Cup. I mean, she's not wrong. I think our club is collectively, I think the number's up to seven total goals, which is tied with Arsenal. I think it's, like, I think it's eight, actually. Eight? Now. Okay, yeah, because, well, uh, we, we had Wong Chuang score the other day, and Timby Katlana score the other day as well. I think it brought it up to eight. Okay, well, then they might have reclaimed the lead then. Yeah. Unless I had heard they were tied with Arsenal, which is not bad company at all Absolutely to be with. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's been incredible. T- uh, Timpy Katlana leading South Africa to the knockout stages uh, with a huge 3-2 to two win for them the other day. Uh, Wong Shuang scoring in a losing effort for China. They did not make it to the knockout stages. Again, four of the six made it to the knockout stages. Shuang and, uh, Wong Shuang and Ari Borges of Brazil, the only two players not to go on to the knockout stage. But I want to talk about a little bit about Timpy Katlana. Um, she has had a long road coming back from injury for her after... Remember last season, it was such a devastating thing for her and for Racing Louisville. She signed with Racing, and within the week after the signing was announced, went down with a devastating injury, missed an entire year of time, finally got back healthy earlier this season with Racing Louisville, and has contributed already to Racing Louisville in limited minutes. But now at the World Cup with South Africa, she has taken a huge step forward and looks like a star. An absolute star. She is a menace for South Africa. So much speed. She is so fast, chasing balls down along the back line, creating opportunities for herself and her teammates, and also finishing. I mean, she's been phenomenal so far in this World Cup. I mean, since she signed with the club, there's been a lot of excitement internally within the club about her potential and what she can do. And it was a long wait for the injury. But for those who have seen her in action, I mean, she's a game changer when she hits the pitch. Totally transforms the game, much like in the same way that Nadia Deem does. Can you imagine having both those players on the pitch at the same time? I'm telling you, Free this, goals. this racing Louisville team, after this World Cup wraps up and all six of their World Cup stars return, including, by the way, Savannah DeMello, who started twice for the U.S. and is probably going to start a third time. I was going to bring that up. Because yep. Roosevelt is, is suspended. So that seems like Savannah DeMello's job uh, right now. Uh, at least in the next game, which is a do-or-die game against Sweden on Sunday for the U.S. But when all these players come back, Nadia Nadim is healthy. The team continues to gel, continues to grow, though they are coming off of a loss at Houston last week. 
There's no reason. Two points out of the playoffs right now at, during this World Cup break. There is absolutely no reason that Racing Louisville cannot make a charge up those NWSL standings and get into the playoffs. Before we get too far into that conversation, though, here's what Bev Yanez, the assistant coach for Racing Louisville, she was asked about Timby Katlana's performances at the World Cup today. Here's what she had to say. I mean, Timby's special. She is such a fun person. And again, you, you talk about her energy, her aura, just how she carries herself. She's just always in a good mood. <laughs> and she's always so fun. You can tell there's lots of laughter amongst the group when she's around. Um, so I, I just think she brings this presence about her that is fun. Um, and you can see it in her play, in her style of play. It's, she's just fun to watch. She's exciting to watch. Um, and I think she's showing the world, obviously, what she um, is capable of. And, and we know here what she's brought here to our group, both on and off the field. And so for us to see her now at the world stage and, and being successful for for her country um, and being, you know, so inspiring. I mean, you watch them singing when they're coming in. Right. Um, and it's captivated the whole world. And so I think for us, we're just continuing to, to watch her and, and be excited for her and everything that she's accomplishing on that world stage. Part of the early conversation about the World Cup when it came to racing Louisville was Ari Borges with the hat trick and her debut, the World Cup debut for Brazil. I think Timby Katlana may have kind of swooped in belatedly and stole that show from Ari Borges as one of the breakout stars of the World Cup. And again, when she comes back to racing Louisville, you heard Bev say that, talking about her being an exciting player. I mean, she is electric, absolutely electric. She is faster, by the way, than almost all of the men's players for Louisville City. I think there's only one or two men's players for Louisville City that run faster, like 40-yard dash times, than Timby Kotlana. She is an absolute terror, and to have her playing well right now for South Africa at the World Cup on the world stage when she returns to racing Louisville after South Africa's World Cup finishes, she is going to be a huge piece for racing Louisville over this final stretch of the season. I want to hone in on one part you just said there. We had one breakout star in RG Borges, but now it may have arguably have been surpassed by Tempe. We've had two of the arguable breakout stars. Like that's just like that's 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 crazy. That's that's so awesome that we have both those players and they've both been a ton of fun to watch and and like my optimism is sky high about this team. I know we've had some highs and lows throughout the season and whatnot. Right now we're on the outside looking in the playoff picture, but all I can think of is why not? There's so much talent on this team, and it really seems like it's coming together. The Challenge Cup is going so well. Like, man, a lot of reasons to be positive. So a lot of reasons also to belabor the point. That's why you want to be there on August 19th. A lot of those World Cup players are going to be back for that August 19th game. That is the day before the World Cup final. So in the event that any of them don't make the final, they'll be back potentially to play in that game, and they're trying to set a record crowd to show some support. I mean, that's that's what this city needs to do right now is embrace these players who are representing your city on the world stage, on the international stage, and not just represent. You know, they're not just showing up. They're not just appearing. It's waving the flag, hand over the heart, doing the whole patriotic thing. They are performing. They are catching people's attention. Stars. They are stars. Uh, let's let's move on to to what's uh, what Racing Louisville back stateside. It's kind of a split squad right now, really, with six players gone to the World Cup. The the Racing Louisville stateside version. It's still a deep team. Now. It's absolutely still a deep team, and and what they've been doing lately. They have advanced to the semifinals of the Challenge Cup. That's the side tournament that they're they've played so well in. They suffered their first Challenge Cup loss last weekend at Houston, but because of other results, they were able to clinch their berth into the semifinal. And then this weekend at Kansas City, they have the opportunity to win their group and if they win their group they would then host that semifinal game as they try and chase really their first major trophy nothing against 
the Women's Cup a couple of years ago. It's a great tournament, a great memory, a great experience, but not a major trophy. This would be a major trophy that would be important in the history of racing Louisville, not to mention a million-dollar prize on the line, uh, which is no small amount of change in women's professional soccer. So a lot on the line on this game on Kansas City this weekend. Even though they've clinched the, their, their birth into the next round, there's still stakes here because they want to set themselves up not only to have home field advantage, but also give the fans an opportunity to f- watch this team up close and personally as they pursue that trophy. Yeah, and I mean, the, the great thing is, is that the ball is, uh, I mean, things are in, in racing Louisville's favor, right? All they have to do is is get a draw or a win, and they're going to secure that because they're ahead on points against Kansas City. So it's kind of you know, ours to lose, if you will. And we've already beat them once already. Why not again? Yeah, Kansas City is one of those teams. Kansas City and Chicago have been the two teams that racing Louisville has had their number all season long. They've kind of benefited by being in the same division, particularly of Chicago, because Chicago's really struggled this year. So... Uh, to your point, yeah, they've had a lot of success against Kansas City this year. Why not go in there and be confident that you can pull off a victory or a tie to get that home field advantage in the semifinal of the Challenge Cup? I do want to circle back at least for a moment on the loss in Houston because I, what I want to say there is that like it was a very respectable performance. Like It was a close match. Uh, Houston's one goal was off of one defensive lapse. You're missing Abby Irsig, who's been kind of a staple in that back line as well. And I mean, besides that one moment, they looked really good. I mean, they dang near tied it up. Nadine Nadim had a beautiful shot late into the match that took a heroic effort from the goalkeeper to keep out. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a loss per se, but it's a game that A, they could afford to lose, and B, they looked good. And I mean, I think ultimately that's, that's a that's a really good measure, right? You want to continue these these good vibes and momentum they have, and I mean, even with in loss, I think they've been able to do that. Had to be Ebony Salmon that scored the goal though for Houston, didn't yeah. it? Former racing Louisville yeah. player, yeah. dealt away last season, went on a huge tear at the end of last season. Hasn't really quite been that same player this year, but uh, the, just the storyline was too was too juicy for her not to score in that game. I will say it doesn't sting as much now that the team has kind of grown up and developed on their own. But uh, yeah, her her great performances after losing her those those really hurt. They yeah. stung pretty bad. So again, racing Louisville at Kansas City this weekend. That is Saturday night. Uh, you can watch it on Paramount Plus with the opportunity to win their berth, earn their berth. Uh, earn the home field berth, rather, in the semifinal of the Challenge Cup as they pursue that trophy. And again, Phil the Fam coming up for Racing Louisville. Go online right now. Tickets are $5.02 to that game as they try and push past the 10,000 mark and set a new attendance record for Racing Louisville, that game coming up on August 19th. Let's go ahead and step aside and take our first break. Again, Chris Mattingly is going to call into the show on the other side of the break. He is an editorial intern with Louisville City, and you may have seen him in plenty of places. He's been published in the Courier Journal, all kinds of other places covering local soccer. So we'll chat with him when we return. Soccer City here on ESPN 680 1057. You're listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Abby Ursig and Paige Monahan, by the way, named to the NWSL Team of the Week this week. Monahan is on fire right now. A couple of goals over her last five games. She's tied her career high in terms of goals this year in league play with, with three. 26 years old, 26 years old, Paige Monahan. She's another of these players that are on the right side of their prime working towards their prime, performing well right now for Racing Louisville. Again, I can't express enough how this second half of the season, after the World Cup break is over, 
I think this racing Louisville team might just take off on a run. And what a deal it was to to pick her up in the off season. I don't remember the full details of it. I just remember thinking like that feels like a little little cheap for her, and it seems like it's paying off dividends for uh, for racing. I guess another thing of note is we previously mentioned Abby Ersig being out of action for this last match, but that was only a precautionary thing. So I don't want to get it and be all alarmed that she's injured or anything. Resting up some players, never a bad idea. Yep, and we also have some injuries, some positive injury news for Louisville City that we'll get to later in the show. Just a small nugget, but still a positive bit of injury news, which has been seldom and uh, too and too far between for, for Louisville City this year in terms of positive injury news. Uh, our guest today, we are thrilled to have him. He is an intern, an editorial intern with Louisville City and Racing Louisville, and you've also seen his prep soccer writing in multiple different publications over the last couple of years. Chris Mattingly is uh, calling into the show. What's up, Chris? Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Looking forward to talking to you, dude. Yeah, hey, Jeff. Uh, Benton, I'm honored to be on here. Thank you all for allowing me to come on. Uh, Hopefully this isn't too awkward. I've never done radio, so uh, we'll go with the flow. Uh, Like I said, I'm excited to be on. Well, we uh, we said earlier in the show you're cap tied to us now, so you can't go play for any other radio show after this. Um, just oh, in okay. general, just in general, give us your thoughts on uh, on Louisville City and racing this year. We talked a lot about racing in the first segment. We haven't gotten into Louisville yeah. City yet in the show, but they're coming off of a sensational performance last week before thirteen thousand plus. Yeah, it's been a really fun season for both squads. Um, I just want to reiterate. I think um, everybody should come out on August nineteenth to see racing Louisville play as we try to reached 10,000 in attendance. Um, they're playing really well. It's it's great to see, and everybody needs to get behind them, and I'm looking forward to when all the players return from the World Cup. And with Louisville City, it's been fun, even though we've had, you know, kind of ups and downs, but we've had some really cool moments this season. We've seen a lot of academy kids get called up to the first team to play international friendlies. Um, Lexington Sporting came for a match back in April for the Open Cup, so We've had a few, you know, really cool highlights. I think for uh, both teams this this year, and it's been it's been a blast. And um, I'd like to give you know my flowers, so to speak, to, to Jonathan Linter and um, Haley Simpson and Jeff and Logan for allowing me to come on and do work with them. Um, it's been it's been a blast. Now, for people not really uh, too familiar with your uh, your work, can you kind of talk us through your your history at the local soccer scene? I know you've been uh, very involved for a while now. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll just make a, sh- a long story short. Um, when I was in high school, I was a team manager for Butler Traditional High School, kind of doing managerial stuff and um, doing live Twitter updates for soccer. And I've kind of realized that nobody really covered high school soccer. Um, so I just decided to be the person to kind of kickstart things and, uh, you know, get the coverage underway. So I've been doing it for this will be my fifth season since 2018. Um it's always a blast. I, you know, I, I always start in January with getting all my preseason rankings and everything set up, and uh, you know, we, we start the season on Monday. So I'm looking forward to it. Where do people find all that information at? Uh, through Twitter, for the most part, my rankings that will be on my Twitter account, which is at cmanningly97. I also do uh, writing for PrepSoccer.net, which is a national-based uh, recruiting website. Um, I'll have some content on there as well, and then uh, occasionally I'll do some freelance writing for the Courier-Journal when, whenever I'm lucky enough for them to reach out to me uh, to do that. So Chris Mattingly, he is all over everybody listening. He, you can see him everywhere. You can read him everywhere, uh, notably about high school soccer. And Chris, you just mentioned that the high school soccer season is about to start. So just give us a, lay, a, a quick lay of the land. What is it looking like for the boys and girls' sides across the state? Maybe pick out a 
a, a player that fans should know about or a team that fans should know about that, that'll be important for, for people who maybe don't pay attention to high school soccer on a day-to-day basis? Oh, gosh, okay. Um, there's a lot of parity throughout the state, I think. I think the state's going to be wide open this year. Um, for Louisville, St. X, of course, they will be a powerhouse. Um, Collegiate is a team to watch for, I think. Uh, Nick Harshaw, who we saw play, I believe, in the game against uh, we did. Atlanta OFC we did, yep. uh, a few weeks ago. Um, that would be Collegiate would be a team to watch. Butler, of course, will be a team to watch. Uh, Fairdale will be young and talented. Uh, Moore High School. Um, Doss, Iroquois. There's, there's a lot of parity within the 6th the and 7th region especially in Louisville, and then, you know, uh, Odom County, North Odom, South Odom. You know, there's a lot of teams there, but um, there's a lot of talent in Louisville especially, I think, that people should to keep an eye on. And then it all gets underway Monday, August 7th. That's here before you know it. It's hard yeah. to think that school's already back I know, in session. Already the there. athletics are starting. Um, so, Chris, obviously the uh, the Louisville City and Racing Louisville uh, Academies really kind of changed the uh, the youth landscape on there. Um, so I guess I kind of want to get your thoughts on the academy in general and a few players that have particularly stood out to you that have um, that are going through the academy. Yeah, I think the academy is great. You know, it gives kids an opportunity that I don't think we've ever seen in this city before. Um, 10, 15 years ago, I don't think anybody would have thought this would be possible, but I'm glad it's here. Um Colin Elder, who we've seen play uh, with the academy, who just graduated from Bullet East, I think he's, I think he's going to be a star within the next few years um, for Louisville City if he continues on his path. He's committing to Bellarmine. Uh, Nick Harshaw, who I've mentioned before, I think he's going to do really well with the academy. Crew Hartledge, who's a goalkeeper who plays on one of the younger age groups for uh, Louisville City Academy, will also be a player to watch. Um, Grayson Travis from Trinity, who's also on one of the academy teams. Um, there's just so many. You know, the academy's producing so much talent um, in racing as well. It's just it's, it's it's really fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's so cool to see, right? You you talked about it that it's it's been significant over the last ten or fifteen years. It's something that didn't exist ten or fifteen years ago, right? This direct pathway for young kids, young talented kids, to not only play at a high level, maybe go on to play college soccer, but have a direct path to the senior first professional team for Louisville City. I mean, the biggest, most notable, obvious example for anybody listening is Josh Winder. Local kid, local product, signed with Louisville City as a pro, as a teenager, and then has already moved on to bigger and better things over in Europe. It's just such an exciting thing, and I would imagine, Chris, you know, you're know, you talking to these kids, you're out reporting on these kids. Um, it, it's got to be an exciting time to be involved in youth soccer because of those opportunities that just didn't exist. I mean, even not even a generation ago, we're talking just, just 10 years ago, this, none of this was even, even thought to be possible. I mean, 10 years ago, we were just hoping to have a team, a professional team that could function and play for more than a season or two, uh, not to mention a brand-new st- soccer-specific stadium with 15,000 seats and, and a, a very stable championship-level professional team that's giving young kids opportunities. It's got to be an exciting time uh, for these people that are involved in the youth game locally. No doubt, yeah. It, it, it's, it's really exciting. Um, you know, the soccer community, we're all really close with one another, and I think everybody is just thrilled to have this, um, you know, within, within Louisville, and it's just... It's a blast. It really is. It's it's good to see kids living out their dreams and being able to play against you know team from team from Germany or Mexico like we saw in the friendlies. Um, pretty remarkable. So it's it, uh, we should be thrilled and honored that we have this here in Louisville. Well, tell us a little bit about the tell us a little bit about the experience you've had being an intern with Louisville City, and then also 
Where where is Chris Mattingly going with his career? I mean, you're at a pretty important juncture right now. This internship is important to you. Your work is appearing multiple places, like we've mentioned. Uh, so so how has this season been for you? This experience been for you? And then also, where are you going? Uh, w- w- what's next for you after this? Well, as far as what's next, um, just keep plugging away for any opportunities that I can get. Uh, it would be ideal to have a full time reporting uh job somewhere but i think my experience with Louisville city and racing has been fantastic like i said jonathan has been really great to learn from uh jeff as well um just interacting with these players and danny cruz for the post-game interviews that we do and just hearing their stories uh, when nadia came back after her acl injuries uh, that was such a cool moment and i had the opportunity to write a little feature story on her and the, you know her her overcoming the adversities that she has been through um so it's been it's been really neat to get to know these players and to write about them. Yeah, I'm sure it has. Uh, and, and your work has been excellent. Uh, you know, seen a lot of it on the Louisville City and Racing Louisville websites. And, and as we mentioned, uh, Prep Soccer, the Courier Journal, also the State of Lou, where you do some food reviews, uh, all, all kinds of stuff out there for you. So uh, great, great work, Chris. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot one time before before we, we wrap it up and let you go. You've mentioned a lot of names that are in the Louisville City Academy, a lot of the young players that are playing for both their high schools and are set to go on to college. Give me one guy or girl for the Racing Academy, but one player who you think is really going to be able to maybe one day break through and and contribute, whether it's for Louisville City or any other professional team. We'd expect it would be Louisville City down the road, right? But but who's the the biggest star in the academy in your eyes based on what you've seen and and, talking to people and, and the reporting that you've done? Oh, my. That's just so tough. I know. I said, I said I was putting you on the spot. It's a difficult one. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Well, I don't want people coming at me with pitchforks or anything, but, uh, you know, Jeff, I'd, that's really tough. i I got to say I'm a big Colin Elder fan. I know we've seen him kind of play. Uh, and I believe he's still going to do some work with Louisville City. Uh, I, I really like him. I think he's got a lot of potential. You heard it here first, Colin Elder, next star for hopefully Louisville City. Yeah, that's right. We remember that. The the story with him was really cool in the spring because he appeared on March 25th in the home opener against El Paso, played off the bench in that game after signing his academy contract, and then was off to his prom that night, if you remember which is just such yeah. a cool thing. No, I mean, was a phenomenal story. So uh, maybe, maybe you're onto something there, Chris. Yeah, and before I go, if I could just promote something really quick um, before y'all get rid of me, if that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Um, November 4th, I will be hosting, well, Collegiate will be hosting. I'm just kind of managing everything. Uh, it will be the second annual 6th versus 7th region senior all-star game. And it's uh, currently set for November 4th. It's a Saturday at um, Collegiate's Turf Field at 2 o'clock. So stay tuned for that. Um, it should be an exciting event. We, we had it last year. Um, about 18 players from each side came and played. Uh, it is, the weather was pretty windy. It was like 80 miles uh, per hour win. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, it was a great turnout. I think, you know, the players and fans really enjoyed it. So, um, stay tuned for information about that and free admission. So, anybody can come on out and watch some of the best talents that are seniors play uh, after the postseason is over with. Yeah, that's uh, great stuff. Great stuff, Chris. Hope you get some uh, scouts in attendance there, get some, uh, some eyeballs on these kids playing. Absolutely, yeah. For sure. Well, uh, Chris, thanks for taking the time. Good to talk to you. Great job. Um, and again, we can find your work on Prep Soccer. Uh, you write for the Courier Journal on a freelance basis, RacingLouisvilleFC.com, LouisCity.com, uh, through your internship covering both teams. Phenomenal job, uh, and good to talk to you. Yeah, thank you all so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of the show.
There's Chris Mattingly, an editorial intern with Louisville City and Racing Louisville. You can find him on Twitter or is on X these days. I don't oh know what God. the app is called anymore, but he is at cmattingly97. I mean, really, truly, the source for local high school soccer news. I know the market for that isn't necessarily the biggest market, but if you're into soccer and you want to know the next generation of players, we just talked about the academy, Colin Elder, Jabari Rashid, players that have signed USL Academy contracts this year with Louisville City. You want to know the next generation of Louisville City players? You want to maybe know who the next Josh Winder is going to be? I bet you Chris is going to be the guy that's going to be on top of it and know it before anybody else. Look, the excite- the academy gets me really excited in the prospect that we have our own pipeline for, for professional players. It gives these young kids the ability to play in the professional ranks. It's just such a cool thing that we have, and I appreciate it so deeply. But I'm not going to pretend like I know all these kids like Chris does. He's going to be the, the inside man for that, and I'm hoping that a lot of these names that he mentioned that can go on and play at the next level, hopefully in purple. Hopefully in purple. That's exact- absolutely and exactly right. Uh, so there's uh, Chris Mattingly, again, the source for local youth soccer in the area and also has done a great job with racing Louisville and Louisville City. We've not even really gotten into Louisville City yet, so tell you what, let's go ahead and take our second and final break, and then we'll come back and just fill out uh, until the top of the hour talking about Louisville City, coming off of their best game of the season in front of the fourth largest ever crowd to watch a Louisville City home game. Just a perfect storm of great things that were very much needed for Louisville City last weekend. And then they're on the road tomorrow night at FC Tulsa at 9 o'clock. You can listen to it here on ESPN 680 and 105.7 starting at 845. So we'll get into all things Louisville City on the other side of the break. Soccer City every Thursday night, 6 to 7 o'clock on these ESPN Louisville stations. You're locked on Soccer City, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Don't forget, right now, on social media, Racing Louisville, they're doing their Fill the Fam Flash Sale. $5 tickets, $5.02, 502 to be exact. That's for the next Racing Louisville home game. That's their Fill the Fam game, hoping for 10,000-plus fans. So go to Racing Louisville's social media accounts, at Racing Lou FC, uh, to take advantage of that, trying to get 10,000-plus, trying to get a record crowd in there. It's going to be a phenomenal atmosphere. And trying to welcome back some of these World Cup stars to Racing Louisville. That's coming up on August 19th. That's a Saturday night at 7.30 against Angel City Los Angeles. Louisville City, they had their fill the fam game last weekend, Benton. 13,200 plus, fourth largest home crowd ever for Louisville City. And those 13,000 plus went home happy, and they, boy, did they need to go home happy. Three straight losses for Louisville City coming into that game. And I tell you what, Danny Cruz, the Louisville City head coach, has taken a lot of criticism this year. And I think understandably, because fans are frustrated. This has been arguably one of the most difficult Louisville City seasons ever in their ninth year of their history, right? They're lower than they thought they would be in the standings, more losses than they thought they would have, more losses at home than they thought they would have at this point in the season. Injuries have been a big issue. Everything's been swirling around negatively around Louisville City. And some fans have turned their ire on Danny Cruz, I think somewhat understandably. But he answered all the critics with this game to me, Benton, because he completely changed the formation, completely changed the style of play, completely changed the approach. He went out in the midweek and made an acquisition, brought in Kyle Adams from San Diego, gave him a start in this game just a week after joining the team, 
and everything that he tried, every move that he made came off perfectly, and Louisville City defeated the Indy 11 2 to nothing in what was their best performance, bar none, of the season in front of the biggest crowd of the season. It was just a perfect night for Danny Cruz in Louisville City last Saturday. I'm going to defend him a little bit here in that uh, you know some of the issues that we had are, are kind of hard for him to control. Injuries, for example, for being one. But he got to do something that he hadn't been able to previously do with the, in, um, the center back situation. Joss obviously going off to Benfica in Portugal. Jordan Scarlett injured out for the season. Now getting that third center back, it opened up that option for him to do that back three formation. And man, like I maybe I'm exaggerating a bit, but man, that was perfect night you know you had a record crowd and a 13,000 plus record for the season I mean multi-goal game which we've been absolutely salivating for yeah only and the that, fourth multi-goal game of the season right yeah and we were in full control I mean the possession number was very lopsided like in, in, in Indy's favor which is unusual for Louisville City but it didn't matter because it was exciting ball they were playing and when they had the ball they were doing the absolute most with it those guys they knew what opportunity was presented to them and they stepped up to the plate, and they took full advantage of it, and it was a fantastic night. I'm so thrilled with how things went down because, I mean, it could have easily been the opposite direction. If you lose a, uh, you know, in front of a huge crowd like that to a rival when you're already on a losing skid, like imagine how detrimental that would have been. But no, they didn't let that happen, and I'm just thrilled to death about how things panned out. Now, the hope is is that can they continue that form? Can they can they continue doing seeing the same team that we saw on that night? going forward because we haven't like you, you mentioned we haven't seen that kind of soccer in, in a while that was fun to watch that is why a lot of people got excited and involved with Louisville City in the first place yeah because they played fun exciting winning soccer and I tell you what you, you touched on it a little bit it was a real sliding doors moment for Louisville City over the course of the season three straight losses they were as low as they had been their first three game losing streak since 2015 they knew that the biggest crowd of the season was going to be coming into the stadium against their rival if they had came up with a fourth straight loss in that game and another home loss, you could easily see this season unraveling, just circling the drain, unwinding, falling apart, whatever phrase you want to use because of the emotional toll of everything kind of compiling, the record crowd, the losing streak against your rival. But they came through when they needed to with their backs against the wall, and it has resulted in a much happier Louisville City team. At least that's what Danny Cruz said today. Uh, actually, yesterday, I beg your pardon, when he spoke to reporters uh, up uh, ahead of the upcoming game against Tulsa. Yeah, I would say uh, a lot more smiles, which is a good thing. Um, but the intensity of the training sessions and, and, and things like that, that hasn't changed. You know, it's really been on the game day that we felt we haven't had it anywhere near the level that we expect of one another. Um, so I would just say more smiles in between drills and certainly in the locker room. Uh, but from a mentality standpoint and intensity standpoint, the training sessions have, have been good. A few things. One, the ball going in the back of the net. Two, the chances that we created. I certainly felt that the players felt um, that there was a lot more opportunity for us in front of goal, which becomes important. You know, when you look at even against Birmingham, we had a ton of the ball in the first half. But we didn't create a ton of chances, uh, and I think they came away from Indy, uh, and certainly the video and the data shows, um, you know, that we did create more than enough to win the game. And I think that continues to build confidence. That, and obviously, as you said, them seeing the ball going in the back of the net, getting those feelings, uh, uh, become really, really important to build on. So there's Danny Cruz talking earlier this week about how impactful this win was for Louisville City. You mentioned the possession. This is a big thing to me. We we talk so much in other sports. We criticize our, our coaches here locally. I mean, what what is the biggest criticism of John Calipari 
that that people continue to lob at him year after year after year. It's that he, one, either just rolls the ball out and lets his players play, or two, he plays an antiquated, old-fashioned, 1990s post-up style of basketball. He hasn't updated his style of play to, to this time and this current era of basketball. He's trying to, you know, shove a bunch of round pegs into square holes by playing an old, antiquated style. Danny Cruz, at 33, this is why... I'm so high on his prospect as a young, up-and-coming coach. He's got a lot of things he can learn and grow into, I think. But he shows a serious talent and a serious um, understanding of being able to look at his team and say, all right, what do we need to do to fix what's going on? Rather than just keep pounding away at the same playing style, at the same formation, saying we're going to stick to what we do best and hope that it finally works out, he went out and made a change brought in a new player, used that player immediately, and changed everything about the way his team played. You mentioned it. The possession numbers were completely skewed in favor of Indy. It was 70-30 the whole game. And for anybody that doesn't know what that means, that's 70% of the time in the game, Indy had possession of the ball, and that is completely ridiculous for Louisville City. It is the opposite of the way that they are a team that normally wins the possession battle or at least tries to. It is always 50-50 or better for Louisville City. In this game, they said... Here, Indy, take the ball. We want you to have the ball. We don't think you're going to do anything with it. We're going to sit back and defend, watch you knock it along your back line between your center backs for, for forever, and then ultimately we'll turn you over, whether it's through a long ball or through our press, and we're going to hit you like that on the counter. And like you said, when they had the ball, they did the most with it. I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with the coaching that we saw from Danny Cruz, the ability to change completely the game plan and have it work in a game that they absolutely needed to win. I was questioning the stats after the match when I looked at them. Like, there's no way. It's got to be way closer than that. Because, I mean, they just they looked good. It was exciting. And, and so it's, it's a weird conundrum to not have as much of the ball, but still have a fully exciting match from start to finish. Normally, like, it, it seems more of kind of like the park the bus sort of mode when you see lopsided um, possession stats like that. But that wasn't the case. It was very odd. But going back to Danny Cruz, I think one key feature of being a coach is adaptability, and he absolutely has that. And I don't think he got credit in some of the lead-up up into this match. While the results weren't going the way, he was trying different things. You were seeing different formations rolled out, different tactical elements. But none yeah. as drastic as this, oh, I would I agree. say. I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. But he was trying. But he couldn't do that back three before. He didn't have the, the pieces, absolutely. if you will. And I mean, credit to Kyle Adams. He he gets transferred. He drives across the country in like a week, and then all of a sudden is starting for a whole new club. And he fit in seamlessly. He worked out wonderfully. He was everything that I think the coaching staff wanted um, from a personal perspective and from an on-field perspective. Yeah. What, what's your favorite tropical fruit, Benton? What's your favorite tropical fruit? Uh, pineapple, I guess. Pineapple? Not kiwi? Not kiwi for the New Zealander, <laughs> you were Kyle for Adams? That. You know, I blanked. Ugh. But he came in, to your point, he came in and looks like he's been a member of this team since day one. I mean, yeah. he started, he looked completely comfortable on the ball, looked completely comfortable with his teammates, made a number of key passes. And again, Louisville City fans last week saw this move, and understandably, because the attack has been the issue. The goal scoring has been the issue. They've not scored the number of goals nearly that they needed to or expected to. They were second from the bottom. They've been second from the bottom all season long in terms of goals scored. So when Danny Cruz goes out and trades an offensive player in Enoch Mushagalusa for a defender in Kyle Adams, a lot of fans were scratching their heads, I think understandably. 
but it worked out perfectly. They needed the versatility on the back line. It completely changed the way that they went forward. They had three men back, so they allowed the wing backs, Amadou Dia and Oscar Jimenez, who had a throwback vintage performance, by the way, to fling themselves forward, get that width, and then because they were the wide players, players like Brian Ombi and Elijah Winder could tuck in behind Cameron Lancaster, the center forward, giving them options to aim at in the box with those crosses. Because that's been another of the issues for Louisville City, right? We've said it a number of times on this show. They get the ball out wide, put in crosses that are ultimately not effective. They're off target. Nobody can do anything with them. They just look completely inept. But by changing the formation, by bringing on another defender, it actually helped the attack. It helped the offense. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but that's exactly what happened on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he, he, Coach Cruz gets enough credit. I mean, he plays 4D chess, and it, and it worked out. He's got what he needed. He's getting the team healthier. Like the, Things are starting to kind of fall in line. I mean, we got dealt a lot of bad hands early on, but now, and now it's time for the rebound optimism. And also, it's pretty criminal of us have to only have just brought up Oscar Jimenez in this match, who had a phenomenal um, performance like you said it was a throwback to his heydays he's not been the starters much over the past few years but he got his opportunity more of a wingback role somewhere he's more comfortable a little less defense uh, defensive responsibilities and more kind of offensive oriented and he looked fantastic had an outstanding game and i mean it's the kind of performance like how do you keep him off the team sheet after that I, I don't know. That's a great question, and that's that's saying a lot because Manny Perez has been phenomenal as the right back for the last two seasons for Louisville City, but I don't know what you do now, and that's a good problem to have for Danny Cruz, I suppose, because he, you has, he has options. Uh, but, but the point about Oscar Jimenez, I said this on the game broadcast last weekend with Casey Whitfield. Oscar Jimenez is the second all-time leading assist man in Louisville City history behind Brian Ombi. He was the leader up until, I think, last season or early this season when, when Brian overtook him, right? He's, he's a player that over his years with Louisville City, dating all the way back to 2017 when he signed with the team, he's a player that sets up his teammates to score goals. He didn't have a single assist this year, Oscar Jimenez, until Saturday, and he had two in Saturday's game. He only got sporadic minutes. Right, but I think that exemplifies the Louisville City story a little bit of the court of, of this season. They had, they've had so few attacking opportunities, they've created so few chances all year long, but one of their main guys over the last seven seasons now came through in a big way, turning back the clock. He looked like the Oscar Jimenez of old. He looked like the Oscar Jimenez from before his injuries that kept him out of so many games last season. And also, his buddy, Cameron Lancaster, scored uh, the second goal of the game, was threatening, had a free kick that he nearly bent in, would have been a sports center top play if he had done it, banged off the crossbar and stayed out by an inch. I mean, that was another throwback performance for him on Saturday, Cameron Lancaster, a vintage Lancaster show that we saw on Saturday. Just great to see all around. We, we said it on the game broadcast. I don't know. Normally looking at these games for Louisville City this season, we've found maybe one or two players that we thought had a good game and the rest of them kind of struggled. On Saturday... I couldn't find someone that I thought had a bad game. Everything came off for Louisville City. They conceded possession purposefully, but to a point that we've made, I've got the number in front of me here, they conceded 68% of the possession, but they were able to ultimately outshoot Indy by double. 14 shots for Louisville City to 7 for Indy. Five of those 14 shots on target, and Benton, they limited Indy to zero shots on target in the game. It just it couldn't have gone better. For Louisville City Saturday's game shot suppression that was I mean that was the name of the game there and they and they absolutely did it and I mean you cannot you cannot overstate how much that they they needed that they needed not only a win but a good performance like this is something to build from we're now in fourth place we're That's in right. sixth before we jumped up there and guess what second third they're very much within reach 
Oh, it's absolutely. We're, it's it's very close right now in the East. I mean, Louisville City's been down this year, but the good news is that no one is really running away with it in the Eastern Conference. As it stands right now, Pittsburgh's in first place on 41 points. Lou City, as you mentioned, in fourth on 32 points, but with two games in hand on Pittsburgh. So this is very much, if they can figure it out, if they can keep this going, they, just like we said with Racing Louisville, can surge up these Eastern Conference standings um, and and make a a run where they feel like they need to be. And so that becomes the question here, Benton, turning into tomorrow night's game at Tulsa on a baseball field where, like we saw at Louisville Slugger Field, they roll over turf over the infield dirt. It makes a little bit of an awkward surface. It's a smaller, more narrow, less lengthy surface because they have to squeeze the field onto a baseball field. Does the back five work? On a baseball field, to me, that's the big question of tomorrow night's game. We've seen this new recipe for Louisville City work to perfection last weekend. Can Danny Cruz go back to the well again this weekend? And then even further going forward, teams will see this on tape now. And what's the counterpunch to come from other teams? That's the big question for me. I think it becomes one of the situations is that we're better than you will know it. We'll play our game and you have to adapt to it. I I mean, despite the pitch size, I still think this is, um, the, you know, the back three option is a, uh, is something that could work, right? Like if, if need be, you just kind of stagger your midfield pieces a little bit more um, vertically. But um, I mean, it's a winning formula, but I do, I do know that I think they put a little more preference on playing their game rather than adapting to the opposition. So I'm, I mean, provided that there's no other health things that I'm not aware of, I'm fully expecting to see that again. Speaking of the health things, like that injury list, that's cleared up quite a bit, right? I mean, it's down to what, four players? Some of them are more like longer-term injuries. I know Kyle Morton's had some back issues. And we know Jordan Scarlett's out for the year. They've announced that he's done for the season. Um, Young Owen Dom, he's out. I'm not not sure exactly what his issue is off the top of my head, but the one that uh, that I want to bring up specifically is Jorge Gonzalez. We're one week out from having him available again, and he was a pretty, you know, he's a pretty important piece to the the puzzle on the attacking side of things. I really like Elijah Weiner, what he brings in that role. I think he's very dynamic and whatnot, but he's young, and he's going to still need some He's, just, he's still going to have some errors here and there and, and probably need some element of rotation, but having the option to have Jorge in that position as well is is really big. And talking about players who had big performances on Saturday, Elijah Winder scored a goal. I'm a big fan of his, and I called it beforehand. You, you wish, did. You were there. You were witness. Yeah, and, well, and, and you, you've been on him for, for this whole season, really. You've been talking that he needs more playing time, that he deserves to get in there. And again, a young player that Louisville City kind of needs to step up, and he had a good performance on Saturday. But this Tulsa team tomorrow night, it is a team that's been very up and down this season. It's, it's a tale of a couple of seasons, really, for them. They struggled mightily early on this season, and that's despite coming into Lynn Family Stadium and getting a victory earlier on this year. They won two of just their first 16 games this season, Tulsa. That's league play. You throw in their U.S. Open Cup loss to an NPSL team in their opening round game. Two of their first 17 games overall this year they won. They did come into Lynn Family Stadium and beat Louisville City earlier this year with Patrick, uh, with, with uh, Philip Goodrum, I should say, uh, coming in two days after he signed with the team and making a big impact and scoring the winning goal in that game. And they've gone and done it again. They added Goodrum like two, ga- two days before that game. They've signed another player this week ahead of the Louisville City game. Patrick Segrist comes over from Colorado Springs. You may remember him from Memphis last season, a left back, a very talented player. Uh, this is a Tulsa team. Coming off of a loss, but prior to that loss, they'd won five straight. So two of their first 16 that they won, but then after that, they turned around and rattled off five consecutive wins. This is going to be a dangerous team. We say it every week, but this one really is a dangerous team. They've won five of their last six games. Tulsa's the kind of team that's historically been not great, but every once in a while, they're like annoyingly good. And, and could just be a thorn in your side. We saw that early in the season they beat us, and it's the kind of team we look at like we should be beating them, right? And we, we all kind of universally agree on that. But uh, 
but yeah, I mean, they beat us once, so they're going to have a level of confidence. We're playing at their house. I mean, we talked about the field conditions. It's a smaller pitch. It's a baseball field, so they can't go without mentioning that. They have the home crowd advantage, so... Um, I mean, they're. I mean, the boys got to come on with their head on straight for this uh, for this next match if they want to keep the streak going because it's it's tougher on the road. But um, I mean, they've done well on the road for the most part this season. If you put they've been the, better on the road than they yeah, have been at home. I was gonna say if you put the Detroit result aside, mm-hmm. I mean they've they've been better there. So I, I'm optimistic, but I also don't want to look past uh, Tulsa. But with that said, I still think that our team is good enough in their, uh, with what we saw last week that I wouldn't be surprised if we roll out a similar shape and, and style. They might know what's coming. They might have, have an opportunity to scout at that, but I still think that we can come out on top with that. But I think that's one of the beauties of the way Louisville City played on Saturday and what I hope to see them play throughout the rest of the season with this new formation. One of the beauties is, even if you know what they're going to do, it's still hard to break them down when they're sitting back with that five-man back line, with the midfield dropping back deep, when they're defending, because... They keep the ball in front of them. That's been one of the issues, right? There's been too much space in the midfield this season, I think, for Louisville City. That's been one of the issues. They're eliminating that space completely defensively. And then when they turn you over again, they're heading the other way in a flash. So we'll see if it works tomorrow night against Tulsa. I'm optimistic. I think this I think this could be a new identity for Louisville City over this rest of the season. And again, everything is right there to be had, despite all the losses, all the struggles, the lack of goals. The season is right there in the on the fingertips of Louisville City. Nine points out of first place with two games in hand. Coach Danny Cruz, is, he's not been shy about his love of the back three. We knew that back when he was the assistant coach with, uh, right. with, with Coach John Hackworth. So I think now that we have really good evidence that it's working, he's probably going to I wouldn't be surprised if that became the regular strategy until the until the wheels come off of it, and hopefully it doesn't. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? It's going to be hot in Tulsa tomorrow night, by the way. Uh, 97 degrees is the expected temperature around game time with 37% humidity. High tomorrow is 103 out there. I mean, that heat wave that's hitting the, the southwest, including Oklahoma, is still on. So that'll be a factor as well. Not to mention the fact that you have to stay in Tulsa. <laughs> I actually, I've actually never been there, but it just sounds boring. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I've, I've heard some things. It's not it's like, not exactly the favorite road trip of Louisville City, I think I can say <laughs> safely. Uh, so that's tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, our time, 845. Our coverage begins on ESPN 680, 105.7. Don't forget, Racing Louisville, fill the fam. $5 tickets on sale right now. Go to their social media accounts to find the link. Uh, Soccer City every Thursday night, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, here on these same stations, ESPN 680 and 1057. So much soccer to talk about. We're going to keep doing it all season long on at this time on these stations. For Benton, for Spence, our producer, I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Join us tomorrow night, me and Casey Whitfield, for the game starting at 845 here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Thomas Marauders. Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. 
and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.